You are now listening to the Hunter's Advantage Podcast. I'm Christian Babcock, the host of the Hunter's Advantage Podcast. And what we do on the podcast is we talk to disruptive companies in the outdoor industry, talk about innovative hunting solutions that are changing the landscape, as well as offer you tips and strategy for more successful hunts. All in all, I just want to help you become a better hunter by providing you with high-quality knowledge and information that you can trust. Stay tuned. On the podcast, I'm joined by Shannon Cortman. He is uh, the founder of Anyone Can Outdoors. And Shannon, why don't you just give uh, the listener a little context into who you are and maybe why you started Anyone Can Outdoors? Well, I'm 28. I'm in a wheelchair. Uh, Spina bifida is what I've got. And the easiest way to explain that, when I was born, my spine at the base was in a snarled knot instead of all the way straight, which caused paralysis from the waist down. Um, And from that, you know, the Lord has been a big help in my life, putting people in my life. My family's always been a great support of me. I got into hunting. Oh, almost 10 years ago now, a couple people that uh, also have disabilities got me started in that. And from there, I've been, I started deer hunting. Uh, from there, I did some turkey hunting. And then about a year and a half, actually almost two years ago now, I started my page, Anyone Can Outdoors. And I've got a couple of team members on there that are also in wheelchairs or that have uh, some vision impairment, uh, some PTSD, different different stuff like that. And so for me, the page is all about hunting with a disability, fishing with a disability, experiencing life with a disability. And certainly it's for anybody, disability or not, but the focus is really to help anybody with a disability realize, hey, just because I'm an amputee or just because I can't see well or I have uh, a mental handicap or whatever, I can still live life. You know, I can still get out and enjoy what I love doing. And, you know, like I said earlier, God has been so big in my life and helping me with that and just putting people. And that's what it's all about. God puts people in your life at certain times for certain reasons. And that's what it's all about. We're all here to help each other. And if I can inspire one person, my motto has always been, if I can inspire one person to see the good in the day, in their life, in whatever situation, my job is done. You know, because it's just, that's what it's always been for me, is finding the positive in my life, in situation. And being in a wheelchair, it hasn't always been easy, but I look at people who ask me, and they ask me, would you change it? I wouldn't change a bit of it. Like, I have been so blessed. I've gotten to be on TV, you know, Michigan Underdoors, which is a local hunting and fishing show in Michigan where I live. Um, I've been just, I've gotten Facebook famous, quote unquote, you know, <laughs> and to know me through that. In fact, I just got back from a uh, hunting trip in North Carolina because people saw me on Facebook and they said, hey, you know, we want to invite you to come down with this hunt weekend for people with disabilities and it was like 30 hunters and you get two tags it's one day saturday you hunt almost all day you know and there again by the grace of god i had both my tags punched by the time i went to bed saturday night <laughs> and i thought that was the coolest thing because a it was their opening day and b 
both tags filled in the same day. Like, for me, that's never happened. You know, I go all season here in Michigan. I'm lucky if I punch one tag, you mm-hmm. know, on both of the tags. So, you know, there again, and turkeys, you know, this past season, I had an interesting experience. Just bought a brand new shotgun, you know, and top of the line, $600, the most I've ever paid in for a shotgun, let me tell you. That hurt my wallet for a while. <laughs> of if course. Bird, it'll be worth it. Me and my buddy, who's been like a grandpa to me, really, we went out, took the shotgun. And my advice, breaking from the story for just a minute, my advice, anybody that buys a gun, whether it's for personal protection, whether it's for hunting, whether it's for whatever, you buy a brand new gun, first thing you want to do, sight it in, shoot the thing. Make sure it works. Take the time out of your busy schedule. I did not take my own advice. I bought the gun, made sure it looked good. It was all good. Everything was there. I threw it in the case, threw it in my closet for a month. Did not touch it again until the day of my season opener. Went out with my gramps. Didn't see anything. I had the gun all loaded, you know. Didn't see anything. Got done hunting. Tried to unload it. Big jam. Skipping ahead, two days later, same thing happened. We are in compliance with a great big gobbler 20 yards from us. I go to pull the trigger. The thing jams on me. Long story short, we've got to take this gun apart while we're sitting in the blind, while this bird is watching us, only by the grace of God, do we pull this off. Get the gun unloaded, take it apart, figure out what's wrong, put it back together, load another shell in there. I pull the trigger. He's in full strut, flops over backwards. First phone call I make, anytime I go hunting, I call my parents, my mother, now my father's passed away a few years ago but call my mom I'm like now give you a little bit of insight me i never i didn't grow up in in a hunting family mm-hmm. my some of my cousins yeah but my dad never got into it so you know my parents were never you know big into it so my mom's always joking around well when you go hunting i'm gonna start praying that you don't come back with anything because she won't <laughs> the game that i bring home she won't eat the venison she won't eat the turkey you know so I donate a lot of it so that there's a small portion for myself mm-hmm. because I'm, I try to give more than I receive. And plus, I'm not going to go through, you know, 60, 70 pounds of venison or turkey or whatever, you know. So back in the blind this night, I shot the bird. I called my mom. I'm like, were you praying that I wasn't going to get one? She's like, no, this time I was not. I actually sat down and prayed that you would get one. And I'm like, wait, what? She's like, yeah. I know how much it meant to you. I prayed that you would get one. I got goosebumps. I'm like, Mom, when did you pray about this? She's like, oh, about a half an hour ago. Uh, what? She's like, why? I'm like, a half an hour ago was when that bird stepped out. And it wasn't five minutes later. He was on the ground. So it's just there again. God held that bird. And, I mean, it, it's a longer story. I condensed it. But that bird stood in place for probably 10 minutes and just legitimately waited for us to get that gun back ready to go and it's just like that there again it's like okay god had his hand on that hunt and he had his hand on all the hunts that i've been on and i've met so many different people through that and so there again with my page i just want to encourage people that if you give your life to god he will open so many different doors no matter what your disability is and you will have so many cool opportunities Maybe not like some of the ones I've had, but you'll have opportunities in whatever your situation is. 
Yeah, dude, that's really awesome. I mean, I think that's so awesome that you're attributing, you know, all your success and all your your fame and spotlight to the Lord because that's really that's really who who guides you, uh, who 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 takes you through all this in this journey. I'm so glad that you're you're thankful for that. But I, I mean, I heard that you I heard you talking about Michigan, man. I I've heard Michigan's one of the most populated places to hunt deer and turkey in the whole world. Is that is that true? I think it's true, and I mean, I I attribute that to you know I've gotten to hunt in other states, and it's beautiful country, North Carolina, Mississippi. I got my first turkey down in Mississippi, but I tell you what, the the population that we have, the overpopulation, the overabundance of deer and turkey that we have, and the size of some of these deer and these turkeys. I mean, my first uh eight point my first buck was an eight point that thing was over 200 pounds you know my first gobbler well my first gobbler in michigan was like 20 pounds and the thing had like a 10 and a half inch beard you know mm-hmm. so i mean yeah certainly and i mean we've got some beautiful spots out here too to hunt so i mean definitely i can i can get behind what you're saying it's michigan is definitely a great place to hunt and i mean fish you know because i live I'm a western side of the state, so mm-hmm. it's like I'm right by Lake Michigan. So we've got salmon fishing, we've got lake trout, you know, we got all them big fish, pike, everything else. So it's like, yeah, Michigan is definitely a great place to live if you're an outdoorsman, you know. And I'm sure everybody's probably biased about their own state, but yeah, exactly. I, I definitely say Michigan is, you know, if you're out of state, you definitely want to plan a trip to Michigan because you would not be good at all <laughs> yeah man so one thing that i wonder is uh so being in a wheelchair obviously you, you're, you're walking through maybe some tough terrain some fields how do you what's this process look like from you you getting in the blind or how, do, how does it work from getting out of the car to getting in the blind and how do you get situated well it all depends really on, on number one who i'm hunting with you know because a lot of the time just like i'll be hunting with family or friends from church or whatever so it all depends on who I'm hunting with, where they want to hunt, you know, what property they got to set up on. A lot of it is, if you're able to, if the terrain is right, you just drive right up to the blind. I'll get in and out. You know, I've got a lot of upper body strength that the Lord Mm -hmm. has blessed me with. So it's transferring out of my chair into the passenger seat and back into my chair again when we get to the spot. And then it's just a matter of just, you know, wheeling right into the blind. Um, I do have a couple of, uh, power chairs that I use depending on where I'm at, stuff like that. Um, but mostly it's just, I'm in, as you can see, just a manual, you know, regular manual wheelchair. And that usually does the trick. Um, yeah. You know, and I've got, you know, people that will offer to push me to if needed. You know. Yeah. Well, so you, you're, you're in a seated position already where you would in most blinds already be seated. So it's kind of like you just, you're already in the position you need to be when you get in a yeah. blind. You know, a lot, a lot of the, the issue, the hassle, quote unquote, is making sure that the blind is going to be uh, situated for me. Like a lot of these blinds, they got the higher windows for bow hunting or for, you know, gun mm-hmm. hunting, you know. So, I mean, that, that gets a little tricky once in a while. You got to make sure you're in the right blind. But most of the time, it's just a matter of, you know, staking it down right. And then, you know, if need be, putting me up on like an extra cushion or something just to, give me that couple extra inches of height that I need, but you know, yeah. usually we, you know, we make it work. And I mean, with, there was 
couple of different times I've hunted out of like an elevated box blind. You know, mm-hmm. so then it's just a matter of wheeling up the ramp, getting in position there. The windows are all set up already. You know, so it all depends on where and what and how. Yeah. Know. I mean, has there, so with your disability in hunting, which is super awesome, by the way, um, how has there ever been any times where you're like, you get really frustrated at it or, or man, if I if I was just another way I could I could uh, do the more things that I want to do. Is there anything anything like that, or any times that you can speak into? Oh yeah. Um. Oh nuts. What was it? Deer season? No. No, it was turkey season two years ago. I was hunting with um, on a property. Somebody in in our church had offered to have me come out and hunting with them, and they said, "Well, you know, we had just had." couple inches of rain earlier that week so they said mm-hmm. no that power chair you might want to use that because there's going to be some soft spots soft spots was an understatement <laughs> <laughs> neither one of us realized just how soft that ground was going to be yet and how muddy it was all going to be and my power chair we ended up getting my power chair stuck like four times on the way to the blind and five times on the way back to the car and then you know getting that muddy mess into the car that was fun oh um but i mean it, it all depends again on, on you know the environment the terrain you gotta keep an eye on the weather you know so i mean it, if it's rained during the week more than likely i won't go hunting until you know i know that the ground is dry mm-hmm. um but that's really kind of the only issue i've ever had with it is you know hitting some soft spots in the in the dirt yeah, so maybe we could talk about or, and touch on, you know, the beginning of this because you said you didn't grow up in a hunting family. Uh, you started hunting, so you're 28, you said 10 years ago, so 18 at 18. You know, what was that first hunting experience like and what was the what was the draw to it? Why were you interested? It was the excitement. It was the adrenaline. So backtrack, I had met, I graduated 2009 and through a friend at the time, getting invited to their graduation open house, I had heard of another good friend of mine by the name of Doug, who's also in a wheelchair. He was in a car accident and paralyzed on impact. He grew up hunting and fishing um, and farming. And so after his accident, after rehab and everything else, the community really wanted to give him the opportunity to get back into the life that he knew. And so with that, and he's you know just as strong of faith, just as strong of a believer in the Lord as I am. And so that certainly, you know, drew me into a friendship with him. And, you know, and he, as after um, getting back into what he loved, he decided he was going, like me, he prayed, you know, that the Lord would use the wheelchair and him to benefit others, to bless others. And he let, you know, me take control of my wheelchair, of my disability, rather than the disability taking control of me, you know, mm-hmm. and sleeping depression and, you know, whatever else, which, you know, when you have a disability, depending on the situation, there is a little bit of that where, you know, you kind of get upset, you get depressed, it's, it's easier. I've never really battled that, but I think that's attributed to my, my relationship with the Lord. But I know mm-hmm. other people that even though they have a relationship with the Lord, circumstances being what they are, you know, they're not as happy as what I've always been, you know, and, and what my buddy Doug has always been. He's always been a, a giver, a happy person, you know, and so his thing, too, was let me 
control this and let me be a blessing to others. And so he did that. He started a ministry um, that takes people with disabilities out hunting and fishing and stuff like that, whether it's on his own property, whether it's getting together with another group that he's affiliated with. So I met him the year, the summer of 20, 2009, yeah, 2009. And then 2010, actually, a year later, a year that was June of 09, I met him. July of 09, excuse me, July of 09. So then fast forward to July of 10, he contacted me and asked me if I've ever thought about going hunting. And I said, yeah, you know, I've thought about it, but is that something that I could really do? He's like, I do it all the time. I'm going to get you hooked up with some people that I go with. I'm going to take you hunting. So we ended up, um, well, actually, he ended up not going with me because he had uh, an incident. He needed surgery on his arm. But then a buddy of his, who I call Grandpa, he stepped in. So we went out uh, two hours north of where I live to it was basically a deer management farm. So mm-hmm. a lot of people would say that's not legit hunting, but whatever. You know? <laughs> and it, basically, they started their ministry. They offered up their property for youth hunters with disabilities and wounded warrior uh, Purple Heart veterans. And so I got into that. So I, that's when I shot my first buck was 218 pound, eight point. And so just the excitement of that, seeing all the deer, the adrenaline of knowing that I had successfully harvested that animal. And let me tell you, one shot to the heart. I have never been able to do that shot again. But that thing didn't flinch. She just dropped like a sack of rocks. And that's when I was hooked. Like mm-hmm. that just drew me in and then of course getting the meat back and tasting venison for the first time like yeah so was it was it at that moment where you're like hey i think this is something that i want to do for the rest of my life oh yeah, oh, yeah. yep so then it was later that year no that was that was 10 so then it was march of 2011 yeah that i was introduced to turkey hunting mm-hmm. and i fell in love with turkey hunting man i tell you what hearing those gobbles early in the morning seeing that sunrise and everything else as much as i like deer hunting i love 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 turkey hunting if i could choose one it would be turkey hunting all the way Ooh. i love eating deer but i love hunting turkey it's just that adrenaline chasing them you know talking to them getting them to gobble it's just there's a feeling there that's indescribable, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know I, you get that with deer hunting too. But deer hunting, you gotta have a lot of patience in hunting, deer hunting especially, because a lot of it is just sit and wait and hope you're in the right spot. Yeah, you know, I mean, unless you're hunting the rut where you you can hear them fighting or you can hear them grunting or whatever, nine times out of ten you're not gonna hear if they're there. You know, so it's like turkey hunting you hear that you hear those gobbles 100 200 yards away you know you can tell when they're coming in you know so it's like that and from there i've done squirrel hunting i've done pheasant hunting that's that's fun too i mean just bird hunting in general i don't know what it is about bird hunting but it is so much fun but getting back to that deer hunt though it, it got me hooked 
put in the same breath that was the worst way for me to start hunting because you got I spoiled. Saw, <laughs> I got spoiled. Exactly. I saw so many deer that weekend. <clears throat> yep. Everything that happened, I thought, hey, this is cool. This is exactly how it's going to be like if I keep hunting. Oh, shit. I went out that next year. I didn't see a stinking thing. I'm like, okay, wait a minute. What happened here? <laughs> so, it's like, you know, it was great experience. But, yeah, you would not want to get, you know, like if you're going to get kids involved, stuff like that, don't do not do that as their first hunt. You know, let it be a legit, you know, no fence, no deer management property, legit hunt. If you want to get them in, you know, the hunt like what I did, do that later in life, you know. But don't get them started that way because that's just, yeah. Yeah. Man, I got a, I got a similar experience to you. When I was, I, I started hunting when I was eight in Oklahoma. And my first hunt lasted, I'm not kidding, less than five minutes. We oh, went man. and we sat in the blind and a doe walked out. And he's like, you want to shoot it? I was like, sure. And so I, I shot it and we went and got it. And I was like, I like hunting this is fun this is easy i was like it's not cold it's like this is awesome and it just spoiled me man and i've had a lot of (laughs) a lot of hard work and no fruit since then but man it's it's just it's so awesome i'm so glad that you get to experience that man yeah i'm blessed to be able to do that kind of stuff that's awesome so had you ever had you ever had any experience shooting firearms before or was it just to start hunting I mean, it really was just to start hunting. I grew up, I mean, you know, shooting water pistols by the pool, but that was about it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we were never a hunting family. We were never a gun family. Uh, not that we were against it. It's just we didn't have any at the house. Um, my yeah, my dad was an Army veteran, but even he didn't carry any guns in the house. We, I guess... Really, we got exposed to hunting before I started getting into hunting. We got exposed to hunting when my sister and now brother-in-law were dating because his family was avid hunters. And so, you know, he would go hunting, deer hunting and stuff like that. So him and I would talk hunting all the time. Um, And, I mean, I would watch the, you know, Bill Dance and all those guys, you know, Jimmy Houston and Hank Parker and, you know, their hunting shows when I was a kid. And it's like, man, I, I grew up watching that stuff. I still watch them. I love it. You know, but other than that, that was, you know, the extent of my hunting experiences. So it was definitely something for my parents to get used to, you know. Mm-hmm. And when I approached them about this opportunity, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know what they were going to say. But, you know, my mom and my daddy looked at each other like, oh, heck yeah. Like, this would be a great experience for you. And I'm like wait, you said what now? They said, yeah, go. You know? <laughs> so they were all excited when I called them and said I got my first buck and everything. And, you know, they came up and took pictures with me. And that honestly was probably one of the proudest days of my life. You know, having my mom and my daddy there to support me at the end of the hunt, you know, taking pictures with me. And it's just, you know, and that's what hunting is for me. It's more than just the kill. It's more than just the harvest. It's, the camaraderie that you get, the time, the bonding time that you get, whether it's friends, whether it's family, you know, I've gotten to know so many people that I'm blessed to call friends from mm-hmm. my hunting experiences and getting to hunt with my family. You know, I've taken my nephews out, my, let me rephrase that, my brother-in-law and I have taken my nephews out hunting and fishing and 
you know, they're just as into it as I am, which I absolutely stink and love, you know, and they're, they're all about that. So it's, it's about passing that love on to the next generation, you know, for me and get them away from the TV, get them away from the video game. You know, I'll sit and play video games once in a while, but if it's nice out, I'd rather be outside with a fishing pole in my hand or at mm-hmm. the range with a gun in my hand, you know, and taking my family with you, with me or my friends, you know, that's the best way to spend time, you know, and you're outside, you know, you're getting to see what the world that the Lord created. And that's what I love about turkey hunting too, is those early mornings, you know, watching mm-hmm. the sun come up and those gobbles in the morning. Nothing cooler than that. Nothing like it, man. Like so what's your, uh, when you're hunting, whether it's for turkey, whether it's for a uh, deer, what's your gun of choice? What do you what are you using for each one of those hunts? It, it, it depends. I have for my deer. I've always been a bolt action two forty three man, but okay. in the last couple of years, I've been exposed to a forty four mag, which I love. That is a light gun, no recoil. Um, but then I've also been exposed to a twenty five odd set. And that one, <laughs> if it weren't for that gun, I would not have come home with a, a cooler full of meat this last weekend, or a couple weekends ago. I took my 243, and I don't know if I didn't have the safety all the way up or what, but my trigger decided it didn't want to move. So <laughs> I'm like, well, okay, now what do I do? Well, my guide was smart. He's like, well, you know, I got an extra gun, so we'll put yours away and we'll get mine. Okay, so. He had uh, two twenty-five by six, like I said, and that—that's another gun that it's light, it's easy to shoot, no recoil, you know. So I mean, me, I'm so partial to my old faithful two forty-three, you know. I've never, other than for a couple weekends ago, I've never had any issues with it, you know. I know it's reliable, it's accurate to a hundred and fifty yards. I'm sure it'll do more than that, but I've never pushed it beyond a hundred and fifty, you know. So for that, you know. I would say the 243. I know a lot of people do like two, the 270. I've never mm-hmm. shot a 270, so I don't know much about that, but I know that's another reliable gun. Um, for turkey hunting, 20 gauge semi auto. As long as it doesn't jam on you when you're in the field. <laughs> what kind of choke are you using on your turkey gun? I. That's a good question. I don't know if I had. And I. Got my gun still. I've got my gun in the shop still, so I can't even go look at it now. Um, that particular gun, I don't think it had a choke, did it? Yeah, you might have. It might. You might have just had the one that came with. It. I think that's a modified. Yeah, modified yeah. choke. Yeah. So, yep. Yeah. Nice man. So where do you where do you see anyone anyone can outdoors? Where do you see that headed? Is it is it a ministry opportunity to to bring more people in um, and hook them up? Is it a is it going to be um, starting your own outfit for people with disabilities, wounded warriors, things like that? Where do you where do you see this going in the next 10, 20, 30 years? I mean, wherever the Lord leads is where the Lord leads. And, you know, if people, you know, decide they want to partner with me and, and make it a big thing and that we make it a ministry, I'm not opposed to that at all. Um, right now I'm looking, like career-wise, I'm looking at becoming a counselor. I, I love the ministry piece anyway, as I already tell. You know, so I'm working on becoming, you know, a, a biblical counselor. And from there, I'm still kind of leaning towards, like, actual ministry, kid, uh, youth ministry, student ministry is 
really where my heart is because you know it's all about the next generation for me mm-hmm. uh, but right now it i i've got the page as as a hobby but it's also you know i do want to use it as a ministry to people on facebook to you know anywhere even if you know they're not on facebook they connect with somebody who does have a facebook or whatever and they see it that way but you know if it's if it's meant to grow i would love to see that you know i just want it to be a blessing you know like i just want it to be a page that gives god the glory while still letting people know hey just because of your situation it doesn't mean it's over you know you can still have a great life Mm-hmm. You know, so that's kind of where it's at for me. You know, if it grows to 10, 20, 50,000 likes, great. I would love that. I'm not going to lie. But mm-hmm. I mean, if it stays small and it impacts a small community, that's okay too. Yeah. yeah. Well, man, what are you excited for this upcoming fall? You got any hunts planned or anything that you plan on doing? I am, I've been in contact with my grandpa, hoping to do a little deer hunting with him as mm-hmm. per tradition. Uh, I still want to get out on the lake and do some salmon fishing. Yeah. Hopefully, as work will allow. <laughs> um, man, I'll tell you what, my busy schedule hit. And, and that's where it all depends, too. It depends on my schedule. You know, because work, for me, you know, I, I try to work as hard as I can. But, it, yeah, it's nice to have, you know, some time off, go hunting, go fishing. You know, so it all kind of depends on that and hangs on that. If I can get the vacation time. You know, then, yeah, certainly I want to go out and, you know, I've got a couple dough already from North Carolina, so I want to try to get a Michigan buck yet this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I'd really love to get my nephews out on their first deer. Um, I think if, if I had one goal for the season, it would be to get my ne- my nephews out. My niece, maybe, but she hasn't shown a whole lot of interest in it. So my nephews, definitely. I would love to get them out, get them out of deer. Yeah, that'd be that'd be awesome. I got to take my uh, my little brother out a couple years ago to get his first deer, and he was he was eight. He was eight. All of us got our first deer when we were eight. I don't know why that was. I have two brothers who all did, but man, I I got to take him out and and he got to shoot a doe with a. I think he sh- shot it with his two seventy, and man, that's just there's something about that that is just so euphoric and so. Ooh so different than shooting one yourself because yourself you're like i've done this before but to see someone else do that for the first time and yep. walk up and and touch touch that animal it's just it's just different man and I, I i love doing that i got to take out some friends a couple years ago in college that had never done this before and it's like man it's just like you you know you can be 18 19 20 years old and you go on your first hunt and you'll be a hunter for the next 50 years you know oh, yeah. and it's just it's oh, so yeah. cool yeah, it's super cool, man. I, I really appreciate you uh, jumping on the podcast, man. I mean, where if someone wants to keep up with your story, with anyone can, with your personal Instagram or, or whatever, where would they do that? Um. Well, certainly you can follow me on Anyone Can Outdoors on Facebook there. Um, you can find me, my personal page. I've got, yeah, I don't think I've hit the friend request limit yet. So, I mean, anybody that, that's wanting to, they're welcome to find me on Facebook, add me on Facebook, send me a message, you know, um, send me and my team a message on anyone can outdoors, um, Instagram. I'm on Instagram. I don't have an official anyone can outdoors page on Instagram yet. I'm working on it. Um, but right now it's, I've got it just on Facebook. I've stayed kind of on Facebook. Um, 
go from there. But I'm thinking about expanding it to Instagram. But yeah, it just you know, look me up, send me a message, and you know, I'd love to chat with all the fans that you know they got questions. Yeah. So if you had, if you could have one parting word and something that you would tell to someone that was listening to this with a disability, what would you tell someone that wanted to get into hunting? Oh, my advice for anybody that wants to get into hunting: a, first and foremost, don't give up. Like, reach out if you've got friends, if you've got family, you know someone that's into hunting. Reach out to them, ask questions, find out where to start. You know, talk to your local. The best way to do it, even more than that, talk to your local DNR office. You know, get in touch with them. Say, hey, I've never done this before. You know, they might be able to set you up with a mentor or, you know, maybe one of the officers to take you out. I don't know how that all works, really. Um, but yeah, get in touch with the local DNR office. Get in touch with family, friends. Um, Look for different organizations because I know most states have, you know, like what we have here in Michigan, a lot of different um, groups that are dedicated to getting youth outdoors or disabled outdoors or, you know, Purple Heart veterans or whatever the situation may be. You know, so do some research. Look there. Um, That's a lot of it is just reaching out to, you know, local churches. You know, if you're part of a church, maybe you've got someone in your church that goes hunting and fishing. You know, reach out to them. Maybe they've got some ideas of, you know, where to start. Maybe they'll take you with, you know. Because, um, again, in my life, too, a lot of it has been reaching out to people or people reaching out to me. A lot of it has actually been people reaching out to me, you know. Hey, I saw you on Facebook or, you know, I know you from here or there, you know, whatever. I'm interested in taking you hunting or fishing, or whatever the case may be, you know, so, I mean, that's what a lot of it is, you know, just reaching out, you know, and prayer, obviously, is a big thing, you know, if it's important to you, pray about it, that the Lord would open those doors for you, Yeah, so, you know, and my, one of my go-to Bible verses has always been, you know, Philippians 4, verse 13, which is, I can do all things through him who gives me strength, you know, and that's, that's key, you know, put God first and foremost in your life. And that's where, you know, things are going to change, you know, things, doors are going to open and life is going to, life's going to surprise you. God is going to surprise you. Yeah. You know? Well, man, I thank you so much for, for jumping on here with me. I mean, you're an inspiration to me. I know what you're doing. It's just, it's just so cool. And the message that you're promoting. And so I just want to thank you so much for just your, a little bit of your time and, and, and your Saturday for people that are going to hear this on Monday. This is a Saturday recording. So he's out here grinding. Um, but <laughs> I really appreciate it, man. I'd love to have you back on sometime and just thank you again for taking the time out of your day to do this. Hey, thanks again for having me. And absolutely. Anytime you want me on, be glad to help out with you. Hey guys, thank you so much for consuming the Hunter's Advantage podcast. We really appreciate it, and we really do do the podcast for you all. And just to stay in tune with that and what you guys want to hear, feel free to message us on Facebook or Instagram on who you would like to see on the podcast next.